you guys welcome back to the disney dilemma where we discuss disney's titles and what we did with them i'm gabe i'm carly and i'm madison and we are almost are we done yeah we're done this with is our last pixar this is our last pixar episode i bet some of you are like thank god i bet some of you are like man i wish they did more if you wish we did more go on a pixar podcast we're disney so we do disney not pixar god damn yeah. it we <laughs> we are um and obviously, at this point, you've probably noticed that our titles are in the most random order possible. It's not by size or by age of release. We're just like, what's a good Pixar movie? Yeah. And then we just keep going from there. So today, we're doing Inside Out, Up, and Luca. Oh, yeah. Okay. So with Inside Out, there's this little girl. Her name's Riley. And she has five, like, personified emotions. Like, they just act in her mind. And her mind is, like, the headquarters. And their their personalities are their emotion. Yeah. So sadness there's is sad joy, all the sadness, time. fear, disgust, and anger. Like, sadness is sad all the time. Joy, she's happy all the time. Fear, he, like, keeps her in line and, like, keeps, keeps her, her safe. safe. Yeah. And then disgust just also saves keeps her, her. Yeah. And then anger, you know, just. Anger. Makes her anger. What does anger do? Anger's just as useless as sadness. I don't know why there's yeah. a problem with he is useless. He, like, just creates drama. He creates, like... He creates fights. Yes. He's a fighter. They're in charge of, like, forming her memories and everything. And they're, like, in these little, like, balls. And they're, like, a certain color depending on, like, the emotion of the memory. And their important memories are called core memories. The core memories go to five different, like, powered islands. There's Family Island, Friendship Island, Hockey Island, because she's from Minnesota and she loves hockey. Yeah. Minnesotans play yeah. hockey. And there's Honesty Island and then Goofball Island. What a strange sport. Ice is, hockey. Right? Yeah. It's Skates. Like, they get into fights so much, yes. they had to incorporate fighting into the rules. Literally. Every emotion, like, every emotion has a purpose, but no one knows, like, what sadness purpose it is, because, like, what do you... Yeah, like, you just make Riley sad. Like, why do we yeah, even Yeah, there's, like, around? no like, purpose. Why do we not hogtie you and throw you in the back room? And, um, <laughs> so, um... Which is what they could have done. <laughs> I mean, me and my dad first watched that movie. He's like, man, sadness sucks so much. I would just tie her up and throw her in the back closet. <laughs> but, um, so Riley turns 11 and their family moves to San Francisco because her dad gets a new job. And Joy just tries to keep her happy throughout the whole, like, moving experience. But all, like, the other emotions want to, like, hop in and, like, just create, like, a big commotion. So in that, like, whole event leading up to, like, the moving... Sadness ends up touching one of the memories and makes it like a sad memory that shouldn't be sad. Like, it's like a corn- sad. yeah, and, and joy can't turn it back. Because like once it turns like blue, like sad, you can't. Turn that's it when back. they realize that whenever sadness touches any memory, she can turn it sad forever. Yes. And they're like, oh crap, we gotta make sure she doesn't start touching crap. Yes. It jumps to Riley's first day of school, and Joy just wants it to be like the perfect first day of school, which that is never a thing. Like. On the first day of school, there's always a problem. First day of school, maybe not, but first day at a new school, that's yeah. going to go to crap. Yes, literally. But Joy just tries to keep them all happy and, like, in line and everything. But, and uh, um, she keeps, she tries, everyone has, like, a job to do, mm-hmm. but sadness, she's just trying to keep sadness yeah. out of the picture So she draws, possible. like, a little chalk circle and tries to get her to stay in there. And Joy has her read, like, they're not, like, encyclopedia, they're, like, books, just, like, yeah. rule books. And, like, instructions. It's, like, user which, manuals for yeah. like Riley's brain. Yeah. Which really sucks. I mean, Joy really sucks as a character in the beginning. She's, in my opinion, she's very, like, bossy and, like, pushy. But that's yeah. just my opinion. Sadness wanders out of the circle and 
So she and then she touches a core memory, which is like her first day of school, and then she makes it sad and it causes her to like cry in front of her entire class which which is bad which is so bad like especially since it's like your first day of school mm-hmm. at a new school and you don't know any of these people and um, um she gets a sad core memory yes most of her core memories are ha- all of her core memories are happy mm-hmm. and um a core memory activates part of her personality yeah. so when she got a sad one joy was like we can't let that in and joy tries to like get rid I of wonder, it wonder what would have been like like stage fright island or something like that i don't know yeah. But um, <laughs> Joy's like, we're not putting this in the thing. And Sadness is like, we're putting it in. It's 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 just as important as the other core memories. We can't throw this out. They get into a big fight. And then all of, she they try to throw, like, she tries to get rid of it. And that causes, like, um Joy, Sadness, and, like, all the other core memories to get sucked up this tube. All the memories get sucked up this tube for, like, memory recall. Yeah, it's, like, in the, goes to the back of, like, her brain. Like, memories you don't really, like remember but you have them right so joy and sadness like they end up in long-term memory and it's just you know where all the other memories you aren't gonna think of are there and they run into riley's old imaginary friend bing bong he's like an elephant but he's also mixed with many other things and he cries candy they discover like bing bong wants to stay back to her because he wants to be like remembered by riley Back at, like, headquarters, anger and disgust and fear are trying to, like, take charge. When Riley gets home from her first day of school, they end up, like, instigating, like, a fight. Because but- um, those three, all they can do is, like, whenever, like, Joy touches the control panel that controls Riley's actions, mm-hmm. she, like, responds in a joyful way. Whenever sadness touches it, she responds in a sad way. So her parents are asking her questions about the first day of school, and she can only answer the questions in extreme anger or terror. And yeah. it's, like... And so, like, it instigates, like, an argument with, like, her and her parents, and she gives attitude to her mom, and then the mom has the dad jump in, but the dad is in his own little world with all his memories in his head. Guys, I just realized something. What? So, before... You scared me. I thought you were going to say something, like, we didn't record it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I kind of gave Carly, like, this, like, shocked bug-eye look. Before, we talked about how in Riley's dad... It's controlled by anger, and Riley's mom's brain is controlled by sadness. Like there, those like sadness is in charge of Riley's mom, anger's in charge of Riley's dad, which does this hint the fact that Riley's dad beats beat does he beat Riley's mom? You know, it's an abusive Maybe. relationship. But listen, listen, listen. That's not that's not nearly as cool as what I just figured out. Okay. When did you figure that? Riley's out mom, her brain is entirely female emotions. Mm-hmm. Riley's dad. I mean, she's a female. Entirely. Male emotions, oh, which means we... Riley is bisexual. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I mean, you're not wrong. Or, she does have male and female emotions in her or brain. she could be trans and doesn't know it yet. That's true. That is true because, like, if... Yeah, true. Wait, what? She's still young. Yeah. She has time, but it could be a possibility <laughs> that she could also be both. Yeah, Maybe she's just, like, curious. But and, if like, you're lesbian and transgender, wouldn't that just make you straight? Like, she's not a lesbian. No, she's no, be no, bi. Lesbian. Bisexual, so yeah. So she's either, maybe she's either bi or trans because she has both, like, genders in her head. That's right. Theory. Okay. So does that mean a lesbian person is run by, is a girl run by entirely male emotions? No. That's just, but if a lesbian has male and female emotions, and she, or no. If, oh my I'm, god, I'm bisexual. If a bisexual person. Mm-hmm. has male and female emotions running in their okay. head. 
and a straight dude has all male emotions running his head? Does that mean a gay dude has all female emotions running his head? Not gonna lie, I think the trans thing sounds like makes more sense because like if Riley's mom's emotions are controlled by all females and Riley's dad's emotions are record are like controlled by all males, then I would understand how Riley's emotions or, are male and female. Or listen to this theory, guys. An all female cast is not good for production value and so they have to make some of the emotions male or else it's not going to draw to a large enough audience and not make as much money. I don't know. That's probably that's I probably think the, the conspiracy one. theories are more realistic in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, so back to the actual thing. <laughs> when this is this this is this Disney dilemma. I we know. need to know is Gee, Riley is bisexual. Usu- this is usually she's bipolar. I'll, I'll look this it is, up for you. If she's u- bipolar, why is she not bisexual? This is usually Isn't that how it works. This is usually an after um conversation like after the summary folk already watched the movie they want to know if she's gay okay so i'm gonna well she looks it up i'm gonna is she is she trans <laughs> the first thing that comes up is is riley adopted oh probably <laughs> the third thing is confused about her gender let's see first thing that comes up is riley's dad has male emotions and her mom has female like we said mm-hmm. yes this further proves that po- the point that Riley can be seen as gender-neutral character whose experiences can be adapted for boys or girls. So. So she maybe is confused about her gender. Yeah. Okay. So back to. So once we figure that. Okay. So they instigate like the argument and everything, and his, her mom, is trying to get like her dad's attention, and he asks her. Anger steps in, and then so does his anger. Mm-hmm. So they start yelling and everything, and she runs up to her room. She's like, "I hate you, Dad." <laughs> and um, her later on, like her dad tries to come up and like comfort her and be like, "I'm sorry, it's okay," but she doesn't like. And he tries to be all like funny and like make her feel happier. Then that destroys Goofball Island, and the three that are running her mind right now and her emotions like realize that she's just like messing with Riley's personality and like slowly destroying like who she is joy sadness and bing bong try to make a plan to get on the train of thought to get back to her mind then they realize like once they they finally get there but once they get there they realize like it doesn't run at night and it's not um, like i try to wake her up yeah back into like what riley's what's going on right now with riley she has hockey and like she has tryouts and everything for her new team and the and three are trying to still control her mind. Hockey Island, or the co- hockey core memory is shut down because mm-hmm. Joy has it all the way down out of headquarters. And so they're like, all right, guys, we got to try to get hockey working again. So they keep recalling random hockey memories to try to plug into the thing. But mm-hmm. they don't work. And if Riley's hockey core memories are activated, she doesn't know how to play hockey. So at her tryouts, she plays like trash. And then she, like, she, she literally leaves mid-tryouts and was like, I'm not making a team anyway, so I might as well just leave in the first yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, like, if you can't even keep your puck path straight, why are you even there? Like, mm-hmm. get good. Seriously? But, like... Riley sucks at hockey. And Anger, once she, like, leaves and everything, Anger tries to, like, persuade her to run away back to, like, Minnesota. To make more core memories. Mm-hmm. As if that works. Yeah. Anger's stupid. He is a little stupid. But, um, she, like, goes to bed and everything. And Bing Bong, Joy, and Sadness have to, like pretty much jumpstart like her mem like her she has to wake him up yeah because like it doesn't run at night so they have to go to dream productions which is like they it's know, like a movie studio where they make her dreams made. yeah 
And, um, first they try to, like, wake her up by doing something funny. But then it turns, like, terrifying when they have, like, or, dressed up as a dog and the dog rips in half. Joy. Joy. Do you remember that? Joy tries to wake her up with happiness and sadness mm-hmm. is like, this isn't going to work. So then they make, they're like a dog and they try to split apart. And the dog splits apart. And it's not, like... And now the dog's chasing his other half around, like, yeah. bleeding out all over the place. And then, before any of this happened, they went to jail. Which is, like, their version of jail is, like, where all their fears are kept, right? Yeah. And um, they end up running into the scary clown, dude. Jangles. Jangles. And they get Jangles to come with them to break They're him like, out. They're like, do you want to go to a birthday party? And he's like, did you say birthday party? And he's like this big, humongous clown. And he's got he's, a big old hammer. Yeah. So and he, he's like, he breaks let's them go. Out. It's like, we're going to this birthday party. And then, during uh, Riley's nightmare, there's a dog in half trying to get to its other half, its body. And then this big, massive clown just, like, breaks through the roof. And then it works. That's how they wake her up. So, once she wakes up, they finally get on the train, and they head back to headquarters. Like, while that's happening, Riley is actually, like, thinking about what Anger was, like, trying to persuade her to do. So, she actually goes to run away and steals her mom's credit card, which makes Honesty Island just, like, crumble to the ground. Family Island starts to crumble when she just is standing there waiting for the bus because she's like, I'm done with my family. I'm running away. In her mind, Joy and Bing Bong are still, like, trying... Joy, Bing Bong, and Sadness are trying to get in, like, back to her mind. And Joy and Bing Bong fall into memory dump, which is, like, where all the memories she'll never remember goes and everything that, like, she'll forget for the rest of her life goes. While they're down there, they're just, like, chilling down there. But Joy finally realizes, like, Sadness is, like, actual function. And it's to, like, just comfort people, like, and... The, to know when Riley, like, needs the w- help. The way sadness works is if she can make Riley sad, that brings her friends and family closer to her. Mm-hmm. And, she, like, it makes her realize, like, when Riley like, actually she, needs she's, help. Sadness is really important. And sadness is not down in the pit with them. Mm-hmm. Join Bing Bong fell down. Sadness um, didn't fall in. Because, like, the, like, the, her, as she is, Riley's, like, becoming depressed, essentially. Mm-hmm. The, all the islands and stuff collapsed, and they fell into the dump. Mm-hmm. They find bing bong's wagon and it's like magical so like when you sing it like starts it's like a rocket yeah pretty much and they were singing and joy makes it up but bing bong like she realizes bing bong still like is down there but bing bong's like go save her like she deserves it while that's happening sadness is like trying to like run away because she thinks like she's not good enough and she's like thinks she's making Riley's life worse. And Joy from Imagination Island, Joy uses like a whole pile of like her imaginary boyfriends, and makes like this big long like chain like link. Well, she has this infinite backpack, yeah. and she um she loads in like like a million of uh, Riley's imaginary boyfriends, and she like fills them up into this pack. And then when she takes the backpack. Flips it upside down, and they all, like, sprawl out like a big slinky, like, sitting on each other's shoulders, <laughs> and forms this massive pile of boyfriends. They're like, whoa, because they're, like, for- <laughs> they formed, like, it was, like, like a hundred-foot tower. And, like, she goes off of, like, she launches off of the boyfriends, goes onto this trampoline thing, and goes flying towards um, Sadness, and while she's flying, she grabs her, and then they, like, smack into the headquarters, and then anger and disgust, they argue for a little bit and then they work together to get them back inside and once they're inside like everyone like looks at sad well she looks they look at joy to save the situation but she steps back and to let like sadness hop in and 
figure it all out because I know like she knows like sadness needs to jump in because that's when they're all gonna come and like comfort Riley and Riley you know she hops in and once sadness hops in Riley like realizes she needs to get off the bus and she returns home to her parents and she breaks down in tears like because she confessed to her parents like I miss my old life I want to go back to where we used to be and that's where I was happy she like apologizes for the way she feels so her parents like comfort her so joy and sadness make like a new core memory and it's blue and yellow because like they did it together that's like when they restore like riley's personality and make her like happier because she's pretty much like depressed once the like when the two are gone Mm -hmm. she's now like adapting to her adapting to her new life and like in san francisco and then everyone like works together makes riley happier and then she finally turns 12 at the very end i always forget how young she is i know i always think she looks a lot older than what she actually is mm-hmm. so speaking, i actually like the movie, speaking though. of old people Uh-oh. i think it's time that we discuss the great pixar movie up very sad movie it is very sad um the movie starts with like this really fun because like um you have carl Fredrickson. yes mm-hmm. And uh, he's he loves adventure, you know. He follows this the scientist. He's trying to find this big bird. What's the scientist's name? Oh, I know what you're talking. I don't remember. Some that British name. dude. Yes. And um, he's he's watching his movie, and the scientists are like, "This bone you found is not credible." And he's like, "No," because he's a fanboy. <laughs> and then he goes and starts playing around outside, pretending he's like this great explorer. He sees. He hears Ellie playing in this abandoned house. Mm-hmm. That's where he meets Ellie. And him and Ellie click. Ellie's like this girl that's like just like him. And uh, she talks a lot. He doesn't talk a lot. So, you know, it's like opposites attract. One She's like the bro. She acts like other. a bro. If like... you want to know all you hopeless romantics out there, if if you want a, a good relationship with somebody, how opposite are they, you know? Mm-hmm. Not like with like important stuff, like how much you care about like your family, but like personality, things like who talks the most, who's who's more responsible with this way, whatever. That's how you find someone that really completes you. <laughs> but Ren has, like, this super happy sequence of them growing up and getting married and stuff. Bam, Ellie's got a miscarriage. Now they're sad. <laughs> Ellie's depressed. <Okay>. And <laughs> uh, Carl Fredrickson's like, it's all right, you know. Mm-hmm. And they, they grow old together, and their life gets happy again. And, um, and then Ellie dies. Getting into the grind of life, they forget that their dream was to always go to Paradise Falls, Venezuela. And they're like, that's where... And Carl Fredrickson found um, Ellie's old adventure book. And he's like, we're going to go... We're going to find this. We're going to... We're, I'm going to get tickets. I'm going to take Ellie to where we always want to go. Anyway, Ellie croaks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, anyways, she dies. <laughs> Bam, And it is very sad. It's like, what just happened? You know, I'm sure a lot of people cried. I didn't cry. Um, When I was I little, I did. Um, I may have almost cried while actually watching it. <laughs> it's very sad. There was like a really sad piano piece and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's making me sad just thinking about it. And, Gabe starts bawling. And now, even more sad, Carl becomes depressed, self-loathing, self-hating. And then he, m- made a bit. If, he becomes like the grumpy old grandpa. Have you ever that- met an old person? There's a reason why they hate people so much. Their lives just went to crap. They're too old, you know? Yeah. They, they, they don't have they're, are, they're already ready to die. His, so. his spouse is dead. 
gentrification and infrastructure surrounded his home. He has like a little nice house in the middle of a city now. People are trying to get him to move out. They're like, dude, you're old. Go to this retirement home. He's like, you're going to have to like pull my dead body off this property. I swear to God. Like, get away from me. And they just start beating people with mailboxes and stuff. And they, he gets goes to court. <laughs> Meanwhile, this little boy scout, well, they're probably going to get the rights to the BSA. So they call him an explorer scout named uh, Russell. I so loved Russell. Fat Asian kid. <laughs> It was, <laughs> it was really fun. Um, he, he has to, to to get his elderly service merit badge to rank up. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, he's like, can I help you cross the street? Can I help you cross the street? Uh, can I do your leaves? Uh, and then Carl Fredrickson just wants to get this punk out. Of he's like, no. Yard, so he's like, no. Go find me a snipe, boy. And it's like, all you gotta do is like clap like this, and you can find the snipe. Snipe's like a small bird. At some point, the movie does a very bad job at specifying this. But Carl Fredrickson just gets like 15 million balloons mm-hmm. because he's like out of nowhere. Because he's like, no, I'm, no, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fly this house to Paradise Falls. And I'm gonna die there, right? It's because the two people come for him to go to the retirement home, yeah. and they're like, here, because here's court, my bag. I need to go back and get something. The court ruled that he needs to go to the retirement home. So, in order to escape, he hides these balloons somewhere. And he has so many balloons, the house is torn off its foundation and just flies into the sky. And he somehow manages to navigate this thing for, to South Carolina, or not South Carolina, <laughs> South America, which is about, what, 100,000, 500,000 more miles. And freaking Russell was hiding under his ports the whole time looking for the snipe. Turns out it was a cat. And Carl's like, great, now I'm stuck with this punk kid. Like, do I take him to Venezuela with me? Do oh, I just drop do him? Do I bring him back? I don't even remember what their verdict was, but they got caught in a massive storm. They thought they, thought they were dead. They weren't. And then next thing you know, bam, he's in South America. That should have taken days. Yes. He's on a hot air balloon. How did that take so? How did that take such a short amount of time? Well, not even the writers know. But we're gonna let this slide. Paradise Falls is on this massive cliff. And where the cliff works, the cliff is like U-shaped. So there's like one end mm-hmm. here, one end there. And they land on the wrong side of the falls. And then freaking Carl Fredrickson's like, you got to be shitting me. I came all this way. I'm on the wrong side of the damn falls. And so <laughs> what they have to do now is they have a limited amount of time for the helium and the balloons goes out. Mm-hmm. So they tie themselves to the house and they like are dragging this house that's hovering in the air. They run into this dog. The dog talks. It has a. Isn't like, his name's Doug? Doug. Mm-hmm. I Doug love the Doug. dog. And it's got like a translation device on it. And the, like, he's like, who, who the heck are you? Where's your owner? He's like, my owner is the Charles F. Muntz. He's like, are you serious? And they go to find Charles F. Muntz. Charles F. Muntz, when he went into the, into the jungle, brought no people. Like a thousand dogs that he has control of. Did you forget about the peacock they found too? Oh, yeah, right. Um, at some point, going through the jungle to get to what's his name? Russell. I think it's um, a peacock. I have no idea what He finds is. a massive bird that's yes. about 20 feet tall. It's definitely not a peacock. I'm saying <laughs> I don't... And he names it Kevin, and he thinks it's a snipe. It's not the snipe. It's some random bird. And that's the wor- bird that Charles F. Muntz was going after. But they didn't realize this yet. And when they're with Charles F. Muntz, when they went to go meet him, he was like, I'm going to find this bird. I'm going to murk this bird. And are like, that's Kevin. We got get. We got to get out of here. And when they, there's like this crazy escape scene. And keep in mind, this Pixar movie does not play around. Charles, Charles F. Muntz has a gun. And he just starts like blasting people when he doesn't like them anymore. 
part of the escape, like like freaking the the big bird like breaks its leg and all the balloons go out. I'm pretty sure his um his house catches on fire. It's a bad day. It's a bad experience. I know um the one like older dude pops like starts popping the balloons on the house just for mm-hmm. it to start like falling. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and um but as you can see, the plot's not very important here. What's um, what's important is is how great the movie is. So I'm just going to breeze through it real quick. And they're trying to escape and then what's his name gets captured? The bird and Kevin. Uh, Kevin gets captured, Doug gets captured. And it's um Doug or not Doug. <laughs> Fredrickson, Mr. Fredrickson, Carl Fredrickson and Russell. They finally get their house to the other side of the falls, but at the price of losing Kevin. And Russell's like, we got to go find Kevin. we got to go find Doug. And Mr. Fredrickson's like, no. I'm, I've got here. I'm going to sit here till I starve to death, right? Mm-hmm. Like a, like an old bastard that's really mean. Mm-hmm. And then Russell's just like, F you. And he flies off, right? He flies off on a leaf blower and a bunch of balloons to get to the airship. It's at this point that Mr. Fredrickson's like, maybe he's right. You know, maybe I should. Isn't that when they get to, like, the group of dogs like the leader yeah there's like this really mean dog there's like a doberman he has like a really mean looking voice on his controller there's this big fight on this airship this massive blimp called the spirit of adventure they're trying to get this bird um russell is like falling out of the sky and then before you know it freaking mr fredrickson flies in on a house and they're in like like a dog fight between the zeppelin and this house flying through the sky and they're like trying to get to this bird they break in they're sneaking around Freaking Charles have months tries to kill Mr. Fredrickson with a sword. Carl's fighting him with a walking stick because freaking Mr. Fredrickson's awesome. He's a beast. He's a creature, an oh, utter yeah. animal, a human animal. And ba- basically, what happens is what's his name? Charles have months dies because he gets kicked off the side of the blimp. Maybe he falls. I don't even remember to be honest with you. But the house collapses too. All the, the like the last of the balloons pop, and the house falls. But Mr. Fredrickson, Carl. They do get rid Carl. of the dog, though. They put the, um, the, they get the cone on the dog, and it traps him, and then his collar pops off, and he doesn't have his, um, because he's, like, the king or whatever. Like, he's yeah, a ruler. he's the leader. And, um. He's a commander. Yeah. And the collar comes off, so, like, he has, like, his little squeaky voice now, and so none of the dogs are going to freaking listen to him, so now they, like, listen to Doug. I don't even remember that part. All, all, all I remember I is <laughs> Mr. Fredrickson finally um, lets go of his past life. Mm-hmm. Why do you keep showing me that zooey mama thing? <laughs> Mr. Fredrickson finally lets go of his past life, and now I guess he adopted Doug or something. Or not, I guess he adopted Russell. They didn't make that clear. I think, like, Russell's got bad home life or something. I don't know. When at, at the ceremony, they literally like, they flew straight there. They st- flew straight from Venezuela to... Russell's um, award ceremony with like, he had like powder burns all over his face and crap. Mr. Fredrickson pulls up to represent this child to receive his award. Carly, what is that? I don't know. <laughs> to me, it looks like a uterus. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Back to what I was saying. <clears throat> and then Mr. Fredrickson's like, forget this helping the elderly patch. You helped an elderly man out of depression. So you get an even more important patch, the Ellie badge. The Ellie badge is this grape soda pen that his... Um, late wife gave him the very beginning of the movie. It's very sad, but it's very, very sad, happy, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that. Like, that, this movie was so good, it doesn't even need a sequel. Yes. Yeah. It also I mean, if it was a sequel, it'd probably be dead. 
It wouldn't be a good sequel. You could only be Russell. You couldn't make it. A, you couldn't make a good sequel out of it. Yeah. Oh, I think um, we should uh, hop to Luca. Luca, but aka my favorite movie. We're not though. even done with Up yet. We're yes, not? we are. We're done no. with the plot, but we need to talk about the movie. It's such a great movie. Oh, okay. Um. It's sad, but then it's happy. It is sad. It's about a depressed old man. That I think, in my opinion, that it was my favorite Pixar movie. Like, it was my favorite Pixar movie of all of them. You think, mm-hmm. I mean, like, Elderly it's like Depression? Most, it's the most, actually, either that or Monsters, Inc. Name? But Up is very, like, iconic. Name one movie that tackles Elderly Depression. I don't know. There's one. And it's Up. Okay. Up in the Sky. You know why they call the movie Up? Because they're up in the sky. Because. Because. <laughs> Because because his wife's dead. <laughs> All right, that's enough of up. Hey, you, you never know. Maybe she went to hell. You what do you got know. on Luca? How dare you? Whoa, whoa. You really think Ellie is the kind of person to not be forgiven by Christ? No, I'm just saying. What if? Well, anyways, the whole time Gabe was talking, all I could play in my head was Married Life. So, the piano. It's a good theme. Yes, I love it a lot. And then it gets very sad because Ellie croaks. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to make it sound like that, Gabe. Yeah, we perhaps love I sh- Ellie. Perhaps I should have used a euphemism. Yeah. We love old people dying. We, we love, love old people dying. We love Ellie. We love Cold Wars. <laughs> That's forever gonna be. That's a from thing. Um, the OG podcast. Okay, so now we're gonna talk about Luca. <laughs> okay, so Luca begins with two men fishing at night, and they're like scared, or one of them is scared. They're like oh, sea monsters. You know about that, right? And he's yes. Like, yeah, I don't know, I've whatever. Seen the movie. <laughs> okay, just listen, Gabe. Then okay, I know listening, listening. About. Yeah, and the old man is like, nah, we're good. It's just a legend. And while they're talking about this, they have, like, music playing and whatever. And one of the main characters who we don't exactly meet yet, his name is Alberto, is stealing things off of the boat. And they're just like, fishing, fishing. Is, Alber- is Alberto that dude with one arm? No, that's um, Julia's father. Oh. Alberto is the one with the... Afro-looking thing. Is he one of the fishmen? Yeah. Sea monsters? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so one of them is named Bruno, right? Nope. Yeah. No. Oh, no. It's Luca and Alberto. Luca and Alberto. Bruno is the voice in his head that he's like, shut up, the whole movie. Oh. The famous line, Silencio Bruno. So what you're saying is, what's his name? Alberto mm-hmm. is um, not not all there. He's like, whack. But it's also a fish man, so you can't really expect him to be of incredibly sound mental state. He's there. He's just a very... Um, I mean, it's easy to be a man. It's easy to be a fish, but to be both... That's that's crazy. You're going to run into How problems. How do you breathe? I'm a fish man. Did you know that? No. You look like not. a fish man. Oh, thanks, Gabe. <laughs> that's a joke. Of course okay. you don't look like a fish. We're all different. I do. You're not even Italian. True. I do look like a man, though. I don't know. You always say that. But I don't really, I don't really, I don't really buy it. We're off topic. Madison, continue. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so uh, Alberto ends up revealing himself to get away from them because one of them is like, oh, "What was that?" Because they like see him in the water, and then he like flies over the boat and then gets away. So they're like, "Oh my God, sea monsters!" And they get scared and leave. Um. <clears throat> and then it cuts to Luca, the absolute main character of this movie trying to get his family's animals back home after escaping and this is like the next day so they're sheep but they're actually like fish who like make sheep noises are they sheep's head no they it's there's, it's a, there's a kind of fish called a sheep's head um okay 
Continue okay. talking and I'll look it up. Okay. Um, so while Luca is watching over the sheep, um, one of the sheep finds an item from the human world and Luca is immediately like, whoa, I want to go to the surface. But his parents are like, absolutely not. They're going to kill you. They're going to fry you up. Isn't, like, isn't just this the Little Mermaid? I was going to say that. Oh, wow, like, real really creative, like, Pixar. Yeah, it's you really a lot outdid better. You, you really outdid yourself with These this These are um, yeah. the sheepfish. Yeah. Sheepfish. Yes. Sheepfish. Sheepfish. But yeah, it's a lot better than Ariel, in my opinion. But, um, so, the land monsters, as they call them, which is kind of funny. And then his grandma was like, I go to the surface all the time. It's not that bad. And bad influence grandma. Yeah. Same one we have from Moana. Yes. Yeah. Moana, you Moana. must get stranded in the ocean to find out who you are and die. Yeah. And then the mom was like, shut up, mom. So, um, Luca goes back to finally, like, finding his things. And, like, came from the world above. And he meets Alberto, who forces him on land. And he has, like, this big existential crisis. He's like, oh my god. And he turns into a human, which is really cool. And then he finds a way to go to the surface with Alberto again. And Alberto teaches him how to walk and, like, interact with mm-hmm. humans. So he's not, like, outing himself, I guess. Is it later on in the movie when the one guy um is, like, teasing them and everything mm-hmm. and tries to dunk Luca in the fountain? Yeah. And it gets, like, like, and, like a small part of his yes. face. Real close one. So, Alberto takes him to where he lives, and it's, like, this weird-looking castle thing that's, like, Mm -hmm. falling apart. And while they're up there, Alberto has a poster of... The scooter thing? Yes. Yes. Which, they are, like, in love with this scooter. So, they're like, we have to build one. So, they build one, and it's really jank, and it falls apart. As they're riding it off, like, this ramp thing, and, mm-hmm. like, they almost die. But they don't, obviously, because you can't kill off main characters in Disney movies. Yeah. And then Luca almost gets caught because he stays there for, like, a really long time. But his grandma covers him, so his mom isn't like, yeah, I, I'm going to keep you down here forever. So he convinces him to ride the Vespa again, and... Because Alberto wrote it the first time. Mm-hmm. So, this is where the famous line comes in. Because Luca is like, I can't do this, you're going to kill me, I'm going to die. And, like, all this stuff. And He's very, like, paranoid. Yeah, very paranoid. Alberto's like, no, you're not, you're fine. It's just the stupid voice in your head who he has named Bruno, Bruno. for some reason. So he's like, Silencio Bruno. And then Luca's like, okay. And then they ride it and... Crazy stuff happens, and his parents find out that he's been lying and going to the surface when he comes home, (laughs) and they're like, nah, you're going to live with your uncle, who lives all the way at the bottom of the ocean, and he's an angler fish? I think that's what those are called? I think so. It's pretty badass. Yeah. They got, like, the lights hanging from their heads? Yeah. Yes. That's That's an angler fish, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, it's great down here, you can eat all the whale carcass that you want, and it just, like, randomly flies into your mouth as you're swimming you. <laughs> that um, is how the deep sea is, though. They, just, they, they were accurate swi- with that. <laughs> just swimming some yeah. whale carcass, you know. Just it's flies right in your mouth. Man. Maybe even human carcass. Oh, yeah. Uh, that might be a bit of a delicacy down there. Semen? Yeah. 
<laughs> that too. <laughs> see, it's funny because um, a sea man is a man who lives in the sea, but it's also the name of, uh, um, you know. Okay, good. We know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's an excellent joke. It, sure. No, seriously, oh, yeah. I'm not being dramatic. It's actually kind of funny. Like, it gave me a little bit of a jolt of give you a little bit of a ha-ha funny. <laughs> it, ha-ha it, funny. I was, I was going to make a joke, but I'm definitely not going to make <laughs> no. it. Okay, yeah, let's not. Yeah, anyways, back to more um, PG things. So This podcast is already PG-13, man. <laughs> yeah, how much? It was as soon as, oh, man. I, what did I say? Didn't I say Carl Fredrickson said you got to be shitting me? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and other various things. <laughs> a lot of other stuff. <laughs> so... Um, Luca's like, oh, hell no. I am not going to the bottom oh, of the ocean. No. Oh, hell <laughs> So, he's like, he's going to Alberto, because he goes back up. And he's like, you have got to get me out of here. I'm not living down there. My uncle's really weird. So, they're like, okay, let's just go to the town or city that's, like, all the way across the ocean. He's like, are you freaking serious? I'll die over there. And he's like, no, you're fine. So, they go over there, and then they have to um, hide in between, like, all the people and, like, blend in. And they first meet this guy. I have no idea how to pronounce his name, but he's a dick. <laughs> Is it the one that dunks his head? Yeah. I don't remember his name either, but I know, like, who you're talking about. Yeah. So, he's just, like, a real butthole the entire time. And then they meet Julia, which is one of the people that the guy likes to pick on. And they immediately become friends. And there's this race going on where you can win prize money. It's, like, 500-something. And so, they're like, oh, word, we need that for our Vespa. So, we're going to do that. And they team up with Julia. And they basically live together for a few months then um they're training and all this stuff and so they're really trying not to get caught by anybody but a lot of stuff happens to where like they almost die and get caught so they finally get found out by julia and like she's like holy crap whoa so how this happens is luca is fighting with Bruno because Bruno is mad mm-hmm. at Julia. Or, yeah, Alberto. I said that. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I hate your stupid school. Because he wants to go to school with her. Outs himself. And then Luca's like, oh, sea monster, sea monster. And they, like, almost kill him. And then they, like, the other, like, the rest of the town kind of, like, somewhat learn to like accept it because the one yeah. dad was like no it is fine I'm blah, blah. like but then there's always like the one person that's like no like there's nothing wrong with them like they're just like other people it's kind of like the whole thing that we had like the assembly like mm-hmm. the color of your skin like doesn't matter yeah. so that's how it is it it kind of like relates to that yeah. like even though you're like different from everyone else it shouldn't matter so that's pretty much, like, in my opinion, what he was trying to say. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, so then it goes to Luca going to school with Julia in another part of, like, Italy or something. Mm-hmm. And Alberto doesn't have the money or um, equipment and stuff to go with him. So Alberto's the one that, like, is friends with Luca and everything, right? Mm-hmm. That gets him to do, like... Yeah. Okay. And it's like Jellius, or not Jellius, <laughs> <laughs> Julia. Those kind of came together in that sentence, but she 
like gets closer with Luca and he's like, I don't like this girl. He's my friend. Mm-hmm. So, but in the end, they all are friends mm-hmm. and Alberto stays with Julia's dad to help him with his fishing and his little business he has going on to make money. And I think Julia's dad also kind of becomes Alberto's dad, which is really cool because Alberto's dad kind of like dipped on him. He's like, um, okay, I'm going to go get some milk. See ya. Bye. You can finish tallying on the wall when I'm going to come back. Yeah. I can't promise how many. But I mean, at least like, um, Julia's like father, like hop, like stepped in Mm -hmm. and like jumped in to be like his dad and like his father figure. Cause like he didn't have like his dad, like just, you know, see ya. Bye. So like, he's like, I think like I'll step in and just be his like father figure and, like, someone he can look up to, so. That's really sweet. And, actually, I think Alberto said that his dad went to the town that they went to and never came back. So, his dad might have gotten killed, also, because they're, like, screw sea monsters. He w- He's also a sea monster? Yeah. So, that is another possibility. But, in the end, everyone is friends. And Alberto learns to let Luca go. Because he was angry. He's like, no, you can't. And then there's a cute little scene of Luca on the train waving by to Alberto. Mm-hmm. He's, like, crying, and it's super cute. Um, and then that's the end of the movie. I think it was a good movie. But, like, in my opinion, I think my, like, most favorite movie out of all three of them had to have been up. Even though, because that's, like, just, like, an iconic, like, Pixar movie. Like, everyone knows it. And it's, like, it's sad. But, like, I love the movie. So, But, like, Luca's, like, newer so it's not, like, as, like, favorited. Yeah. Not a lot of people know it either. Yeah, but I feel like it does give, like, a very, like, good message that, like, not everyone will be the same. But, like, no matter who you are, like, you kind of, guys, you like, everyone kind of is the same. Yeah. Like, no matter, like, what you look like or who you are. We all bleed red. Yeah. Like the one guy said. Yeah. <laughs> if we were all skeletons, it'd be the same and yeah. there would be no problem. But. Yeah. I mean, a sea monster probably has <laughs> yeah, <laughs> different parts. Yeah. But, like, still, like, they're, like, the same people. Because, like, when they're out of water, they're human. Mm-hmm. So, like, it shouldn't matter, like, who they are. But. As soon as they hit water, they're like, whoa. They're like, oh, my God, they're monsters. They'll kill us. Mm-hmm. But, like, Luca didn't kill anyone. Like. Yeah. He, he was a good. He just wanted to, like, explore, like, the like human world kind of um it's also kind of well i saw on my part of tiktok that luca is kind of like a little on the gayer side in a good way <laughs> between him and alberto mm-hmm. which i'm sure gabe would have something to comment on yeah gabe probably would say something yeah if he was here he's on a different thing right now yeah but like once you look back at it he is a little like you know fruity but yeah in every good way possible yeah but i mean it that kind of it kind of makes sense like alberto did get like jealous like mm-hmm. that he started hanging out with julia yeah. he was probably like he can't hang out with my boyfriend like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah there was a part at the end of the movie which some or most people might miss but julia was like oh now i see because alberto was like he got rid of the vespa to buy the ticket for luca mm-hmm. And when that was happening, they kind of, like, gave each other a look. And she was like, oh. Like a, you know, yeah. that look. Yeah. She's like, oh, you like, like him. Like the, 
Hey, look. I'm like the, you're cute. Something, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I don't think I, like, when I watched it, I didn't see it, because I probably, like, just, like, once it was over, I'm like, oh, okay, it's over, and then turned it off, but he kind of did, like, throughout the movie, you didn't, like, you don't really think about it, because, like, it's, like, a hidden kind of thing, but, like, I feel like if you probably did really, like, watch it, watch it, it'd be, like, you're, like, oh, that makes sense. Um, Alberto also wanted to be the only one who gave him the ticket. Yeah. Like it's, I'm not saying it's controlling, but he was—he's—he's he's, he's like obsessed, a little, bit. a little obsessed. Healthy obsessed. Yeah, not like crazy psycho, toxic obsessed. Yeah. But like, I really like you obsessed. Yes. I like you protective obsessed. Yeah. Because, in hindsight, Luca's like all he has mm-hmm. apart from Julia's father now. Yeah. So. I mean, when. Like, Luca's on land, that's, like, who, really who, like, the only person he has. Until he meets Julia, but still, like, that's the only person he has, too. So he's, like, I think, like, Alberto's, like, well, we really only have each other. And then once, like, he started talking to Julia and being friends with her, he was probably, like, I'm going to lose him. And he's, like, the only, like, friend or person I have. Yeah. But I think that's all we have time. Tune in on Thursday. Which it will be two like wait. Tuesday we record. Mm-hmm. And it will be T V shows. Yes. Hannah Montana type vibes. So Yeah. Thank you for listening. Bye.